Hi, and welcome to Gospel Tone. This podcast is meant to be all things centered on God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the truth. You will find series on things about Christian and gospel music, scripture, and topics that are associated with Christian life, and occasionally just some good, clean fun. We will meet and talk with people who have influenced me and my life and the lives of so many others. I thought a good place to start would be to introduce myself. I'm your host, Rod Galloway. Let's begin with Scripture. I'm reading today from the book of Luke. Luke 15, starting with verse 11. Jesus is speaking to a group of tax collectors and sinners. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate or inheritance. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, There was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, so they began to celebrate. There is a little more to this parable, but I will stop there for the purpose of my testimony today. I grew up in a Christian home, and it was everything I could have ever wanted spiritually. My dad was a Baptist minister, and my mother a talented homemaker for my older brother Randy and I. Our home was filled with love and biblical teaching. I started playing guitar at age 12, and I really took to it. I spent countless hours practicing. It was a part of my life that was very disciplined, and I knew it was something worth pursuing. Growing up, knowing about God, being taught and exposed to many spiritual environments as a child, I came to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior at the age of 12. I played and sang in our family band and at church at every opportunity I was given. Gospel music became the foundation of my expression through music. 
Early in my life, I felt like I followed Jesus and appreciated what He wanted from me. I wanted to be obedient to Him, and I looked at life through the lens of obedience and trust. I wanted to do what was right because I knew things would just go better for me. I knew God was with me, but I didn't fully appreciate the fact that I had Jesus walking by my side. So, I went on that way for a few years. Once I joined the Army, life began to change. I became exposed to many things I had never known. I met many different types of people and began to realize they were not like me. Many of them had not been raised in a loving, Christ-centered environment like I had. I remember still wanting to live the way I had been taught at home and the way I knew I should, but I began to feel the ways of the flesh really pulling at me to live life differently. I began some habits that I thought were minor at the time. Habits that made me feel guilty after I had done them. I began to curse more and more as I tried to fit in with the guys. At first, I would catch myself, but after a while, I didn't think twice about it. I knew it was unpleasing to God, but I kept cursing anyway. I also began to tell bigger stories and taller tales to fit in, knowing it was wrong. I remember after a while, lying didn't seem like a big deal. No one would ever know anyway. These guys I served with really wouldn't find out. Plus, I fit in so much easier. After a while, I didn't feel the guilt of disobedience. I was able to just not think about it anymore. It didn't seem like sin. I was just fitting in with all the rest. I was married by now and I began spending more time with my friends than at home with my wife. I would be away from home a lot as my duties required this of me. Over time, I began to pay attention to other women. I knew it was wrong, but I would suppress the feelings and conviction I felt. I knew it was sin against God and dishonoring to Him and my wife, but I refused to let that deter me. I remember thinking, my life would be so much better if I would just return to my faith-based roots and obey. But I turned my feelings and actions to sin anyway. I had excelled in my military career and had forgotten God in the midst of all His blessing me. But He never gave up on blessing me. I was disobedient, but He allowed me to be very successful all the way to the point of attaining the highest enlisted rank in the Army and a federal retirement and pension that I still enjoy even today. Because of my disobedience and sin, I have endured two failed marriages. The cost has been enormous, both financially and emotionally. My relationship with my three daughters had been fractured and I had turned my back on God all for my own fleshly pleasures. I let sin destroy all God had given me in marriage and family. It took several years for me to realize what I had done. I knew God was there for me, but I never gave Him the praise and glory for His blessings. He continued to shower grace and mercy on me and my life, despite my failures. As I found myself divorced for a second time due to a sin-filled life, filled with worldly desire, 
I began to reflect on what I had known about God. I could recall many times when I should have been caught for driving after drinking. I could recall plenty of times when I could have been passed over for promotions and positions of high honor. Because of my position of influence and power, I passed up many opportunities to bring glory and honor to Him. I had plenty of opportunity to spread the gospel, but I failed to do that. But He was there, with His mighty hand covering me and His wall of protection surrounding me. I met my wife Katie and we began dating. We were living a life of worldly sin and worldly pleasures. We eventually moved in together and lived our life as if we were married and didn't feel the need to change anything. We had our work, friends, and fun-filled weekends without God or Jesus ever entering our minds. I had three more years until I would retire from the Army. I had decided to retire with 30 years of service. I had just returned from Washington, D.C., where I had interviewed for a position at National Headquarters affiliated with the Pentagon. I was awaiting my assignment to be finalized, then I would soon be moving to Virginia to take my post as a senior military advisor. I received a call from my mom telling me that my dad had cancer. I was crushed and devastated. Suddenly I realized that I had spent my entire adult life pursuing my career and had spent very little time with my mom and dad. And now my dad may be near the end of his life. I went home and told Katie. We both wept in disbelief. Our hearts were heavy. I was riddled with guilt for having pursued my career and not spending time with family, specifically my parents. I began to pray hard. The next day, I announced my intent to retire and sent a letter to my headquarters to request retirement. I declined the assignment in Washington, D.C. and prepared to return home to be with my mom and dad. The urge to follow Jesus and repent was very strong on my heart. Katie and I began to discuss marriage and soon set a date for our wedding. We asked my parents if we could share the same wedding day, October 3rd. They gladly approved. During the following months that passed, Dad went through his surgery and chemotherapy. Because of the nature of my position, it was one year before I was actually able to retire and start our journey from the West Coast back to Arkansas. I knew the Lord was giving me a chance to start anew an opportunity to fully surrender my life to a life of service to Him and not myself. We moved to Arkansas in October 2015, just days after our wedding on October 3rd. God blessed us both with jobs upon our arrival, and He answered our prayers in many ways. Most of all, He answered our prayer to heal Dad's body, and now He is cancer-free. After serving as associate music director and youth music minister in a church about an hour from our parents, God blessed us yet again, and we were able to build a new home on land adjoining their property in the small rural community where I grew up as a boy. We joined First Southern Baptist Church in Goshen, Arkansas, a very special body of believers to say the least. My dad had been the pastor of this church before he was diagnosed with cancer. 
He and my mother became members of another church once he recovered from his cancer and was able to attend church again. After many prayers, Mom and Dad decided to return to the church in Goshen. My wife Katie and I and my parents joined our church on the same day. I was later called to be the minister of music and serve the church alongside my dad, who now teaches the adult Sunday school class. God can move mountains and does. He was able to use my disobedience toward him as an opportunity for me to show others the power of his faithfulness and love toward me and to give him all the glory. Without him, I can do nothing. Reading from John 15, Jesus speaking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. It is my prayer that this podcast will bring honor and glory to God and to be a blessing to all those who listen. This podcast is brought to you in part by the music ministry of First Southern Baptist Church, Goshen, Arkansas. CCLI license number 2440480 and is a production of Christian Music Ministries of Northwest Arkansas.